You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. You put down a deposit, you can get $1,000 in free plays. Got to be a new customer of that. Now, joined by, we always, I always call it the one-stop shop for everything Arizona women's basketball. The ultimate insider from knowing the coaches to the players to what to expect. PJ Brown from the Arizona Daily Star. Hello, PJ. Hi, Mike. It's great to see you again. It's been, wow, a few weeks since we've talked. I was going to say, well, with the way that Arizona women's basketball is going, I, I kid you not, I can go probably about four or five days, and there will generally be a couple of people saying, hey, when are you going to get PJ back on? When are you going to get PJ back on? So, again, you are very well uh, – you're very well regarded, rightfully so, in the, in the community out here. Um, I wanted to ask you this. So, Adia Barnes, she gets her second top 10 commitment from the class of 2023. And these are players that can go pretty much anywhere they want. When you saw that she got her her latest commitment, were, are you even surprised at this point? No. <laughs> and I mean, it's and it's a couple of things go into that, right? So um, one is that the Adia Barnes that we see day in and day out is the same Adia Barnes who recruits these kids. So she's very open, honest, transparent. And when you talk to her, as we know, you just sort of jump on the train. You're like, okay, she says this is her vision and this is where she's going. We're going with her, right? From day one, I jumped on that train because I just believed in her. And, And so did Dave Peaky. Hiki has said to me that um, after sitting down and talking to Adia after he first came to Arizona, he was like, I was all in. I believed her. I knew where we were going. And that was that. And that's exactly what she shows these recruits. She's very honest and open and they want to play for her. I mean, when I, when I talk to these recruits and then when they come in as freshmen, they all say, you know, they'll say, oh, I came here for the academics or something else. But it all comes down to a deal. Right. That's why they're here. Now, when we talk about these two recruits for 2023, it's really interesting. Brea Cunningham mm-hmm. currently is playing for USA Basketball right. in um, under 17 team. She's going to Hungary to play in the FIBA's, um, I can't remember, it's the World Cup or whatever. I think, I think, I think it's the World, and I'm blanking on it too, but I just yeah. read that. Well. Yeah, something with so the World, it's very important. It, it gets confusing, but right. she's playing on that team, which is, is amazing. Um, and she, um, you know, the interesting thing about her is that um, Adia Barnes has been recruiting her since I think she was in eighth grade when they can first start. I remember seeing Brea on an unofficial visit Mm -hmm. just in McHale Center, just coming. And she was in eighth grade. And I was like, she looks like she's a college player. I mean, she was tall and big. And I was like, wow. Like when she comes, if she signs and comes to Arizona, She's right. going to be a force to be reckoned with. Right. So um, so now it's come to fruition um, that she's coming. And she's 
you know, I believe it's La Jolla uh, Country Day that she's uh -huh. from. Yep. And that's the same school that Kelsey Plum went to. And Adia Barnes recruited Kelsey Plum. And it's also Adia's first recruit from San Diego, which is her hometown. Right. So she's starting to get back in there. And, and that's a good sign for Arizona in the future. Now, when you talk about Montaya Day, who's from Do? I'm sorry, Montaya mm -hmm. Do. No, you're good. It's we a just hard were talking name. about Country Day. Yeah, so it's a hard name to say, too. Mm -hmm. She's from Las Vegas, Centennial, which, if we all remember, that's the same school that Sam Thomas Sam went Thomas. to. Yep. Right. And so that's exciting. And another thing exciting about her is that she's the first one to sign in this class, and she signed back in December, I believe. And since she signed, all the recruiting, um, the ESPN recruiter, the recruiting group has her, she went all the way from, I don't think she would, I don't even know if she was on the top 100. If she was, it was later on. And now she's ninth in the class. Right. So I don't know if, you know, I don't always believe those recruiting sites because I don't know, but, but I will say this. Adia Barnes knows what she's doing when it comes to recruiting and she knows how to pick these, these recruits and go after them. And she's also going after a few other top recruits. If she signs a couple more, this will be, this is a contention of the top recruiting class in the nation. Right. So we already had a top 10 recruiting class for 2022 that came in for this fall. That's Maya Najee, Kaylin Gilbert, Paris Clark, and Lamaya Hilton. They were in the top 10. Adia Barnes is setting herself up for another top 10 and possibly a number one, number two, number three class in the nation. She's getting on a roll. And part of this is because the national championship game. Mm -hmm. So when we talked to Adia Barnes after that, and we talked to her about recruiting, she said, oh, I'm a little frustrated because she expected the bounce from that to come right away. Right. But when she talked to her friends who were coaches like Tara Vanderveer and Dawn Staley mm -hmm. and others, she found out that it's not right after you right. go to the national championship game. It's after that. So it's like a year. So it takes a little while to happen because you're talking and talking and talking to these players. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I really like her and look mm -hmm. what they're doing. And it takes just a little bit longer. So now we're starting to see the bounce from the 2021 national championship game. Well, and, you know, just looking at these recruits, and by the way, she jumped from 96 to 9. I had that one right there in front of me. So, I mean, you talk about Adia Barnes knowing what she's looking for. I look at it, though, and it's almost to the point now, PJ, where there's really no roadblocks. It just seems Adia Barnes can – now, listen, she's not going to get every player she wants, but she's not taking a back seat to anybody just because – Connecticut is recruiting a player or Stanford is recruiting a player. Uh, yeah, that's cool. We're Arizona now. She has turned Arizona in, and it's because of her name, obviously, but she has turned Arizona into a name brand. Just reading articles 
that is catchy with kids now. And that is something before she got here at PJ that was never the case. I mean, you would get some players from time to time, but not like this where it's an assembly line of McDonald's All-American type players. Oh, yeah. All of them. I mean, when you look down the line, it's either that or they're playing for USA Basketball. Yeah. Sounds pretty good, right? right? I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. And um, this is really what she's built, and it's just going to get better. Now we're going to the next phase. So we had the Ari McDonald years, right, where they mm -hmm. sort of built the program back up, right? They were the right. foundation for the program, uh, her and Sam Thomas. Last year was kind of the, as Greg Hansen wrote, the mm -hmm. tweener year. Right? right. It was what do you do after Ari McDonald leaves? Right. And, and they were still pretty successful, maybe not as successful as they wanted to be right. or that the ex expectations now have come. But now we're into a whole new level because you've got these four freshmen coming in who are going to be incredible. Uh, Dia Barnes only brought in. Uh, three transfers on purpose because she wants to develop these four freshmen to, to play and not only to play, but to be, to take them to the next level. So this group and the next group coming in for 2023 could be the ones that make her, her program be the next in line that is always competing for that final four and possibly right. national championship games over and over and over, like the Dawn Staley's and the, you know, and the, there's no gap here. There's no transition. You're just keep going. Right. Right. And, and that's what she's building at this point. That's the next level. And so it's just, it, it takes that in between. So then she can get these, you know, it, again, it's all the, who she recruits and then who she brings in as transfers to sort of complement that and not um, not bringing in too many transfers, but just enough so that the freshmen can get developed and play and, and be happy. Right. OK, so let me ask you this then. So, um, like I said, I get more questions with P.J. Brown than anybody else, and it's not even close. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try to try to break these down as uh, succinctly as possible. So. Incoming and uh, multiple people ask me expectations for players. That's a little too strong of a word. So I'm just going to say what PJ Brown's looking for from them. So let's just talk about the incoming freshmen first. Sure. So you got Paris Clark coming in. You've also got Kaylin Gilbert. What are you looking for? What should the average fan be looking for from these two young women getting started? Sure. I think that they're um, going to be, I, I, first of all, I think all four freshmen exciting players to watch We're when I talk about like the next level, nobody can top Ari McDonald, right? right. She's going to go down as the best player in program history with the one B being Adia Barnes. Mm -hmm. um, but these players will bring more of the excitement back. A lot of the speed. Right. Um, that Playmaking, play being able to kind of get their own shot, get their shot. Right. Brothers create and then and then create for others too which is something that they haven't had since Ari left and because there's more of them there and their scores they'll have scores and shooters and yeah. and I think of them as different right 
Shooter is like Maddie Connor. Like she can come off the bench. She's your sixth player or seventh player and come in at certain situations and just nail those three pointers. Mm -hmm. And she's going to do it. And she's going to be fantastic. Shooter. That's the shooter, right? Shooter shoots. Score is boy, we need, we need those points. We're down six and we got two minutes left. I need somebody that can get me a couple buckets right now. Shana Pellington. I'm going to give the ball to Shana Pellington. She's going to create, but she creates for herself, right? And then she's going to score. And that's Mm -hmm. the difference. Now she's going to have a combination of both, Adia Barnes. So that takes you to the next level too. So when you look at Kaylin and Paris, they're they're like the point guards of the future. And put them with Shana Pellington, who has a tremendous amount of experience, who had two game winners last year, which were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's back with Team Canada playing in a big tournament. Uh, you know, Shana's going to come back and she's going to be even stronger and better than before. And I believe that Shana will be um, like play within herself more. Plus, she's going to have more weapons around her that sh- so she won't carry the load on herself. I think too many times last year she felt like it's me and it's me alone. And, and what do I do where now she's got so many options that she's going to be better with assists and scoring. So she'll even look, she'll, it'll appear that she's better and she will be because of all the training and development she's had this summer. Okay, so perfect. Now, let me ask you a little bit about Lamaya Hilton. Maya Najee, we've talked a ton about, but we haven't talked about Hilton as much. What should the average fan be looking for with her coming in? Well, she can score, too. So um, That's a common theme right here. Yeah. And she, you know, she played in that um, under-17 FIBA Americas in, I think it was in Buenos Aires. She played on Team Canada. And Kaylin Gilbert was on Team USA. They played in the finals. Uh, Team USA won. So uh, Lamaya walks in here with the silver medal. Not too right. bad, right? Right, right. So, she's an Olympian. <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, pretty amazing. And again, brings that pedigree that Arizona is just starting to, to get a lot of these pedigrees, right? And mm-hmm. What's really interesting about Lamaya is that, for the most part, because she's from Canada, we don't get to see her right. that much, and the recruiting folks don't really, you know, look at her that much right. or any of the Canadian players. But she was, I think, in the top five of what they said were top Canadian players. So mm-hmm. she's another one to watch. She uh, did very well in that tournament. I want to say she averaged somewhere between seven and 11 points per game. It was actually 9.6. Always okay. right in the middle right there. Pretty PJ. close. Yeah. Pretty close. Sure. yeah. Sure. So um, that's exciting too. And I, and her and Kaylin just um, got here June, July 1st. Mm-hmm. And so, or right around July 4th. So that's going to be interesting because now they're going to be integrated into the rest of the crew that was already here. Shana's obviously with Team Canada, and um, and Kay Reese is in rehab, so she hasn't been with the team. Oh, and the other one that I want to talk about that we always seem to forget is Helena Poyo. 
Absolutely. So um, Helena Poyo has been basically the sixth person, right? Mm -hmm. She comes off the bench. She's a great defender. We all want her to shoot more because she's a great, she's a shooter. Um, this summer, she's spending time with the under 23 team in Spain, and she's on the 3x3, which is basically three by three. Right. Um, and that's really key. What I expect from Helena is to come in and be stronger and be more confident. Um, a, a little example, sort of, is Kelsey Plum. So Kelsey came off, uh, she's in the WNBA, mm -hmm. plays for the Las Vegas Aces. Mm -hmm. She came off an injury. She trained with Sue Bird's trainer. Um, and then she was the sixth uh, best player, the sixth, the sixth person right. last year for the WNBA. She also went and played in the Olympics on this 3x3 team for USA, and they won. And the thing with it sounds like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, that's like playing one-on-one, -on -one, whatever, you know. No. I watched those games. Right. You have to be in excellent shape. And, you, you, I mean, you're exhausted by the end of that. And you really have to play well. It's not like you can take it. You can't take a playoff. You can't do any of that. So watch out for Helena Poyo. I think she's going to sneak up on some people. And this being her senior year, um, we don't know if she's going to take her COVID year, but this is her senior year. And I expect her to come out and put her all and leave it on the court. All right. One thing that shouldn't catch anybody by surprise is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. How about that for a transition right there, PJ? <laughs> 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling issue, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Here's the deal. You just put down a deposit. You could get up to $1,000 in free plays. I'm bullish on Arizona women's basketball this year. I think come tournament time, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with with anybody. If you think that I'm smart or you think I'm an idiot, whichever way, bet on, bet against. That's what it is, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Okay, PJ, I've had multiple can we, people. Can I, before we get to that, can yeah, I pop in with one other returner that I want to of talk course. about? What we haven't talked about. I talked to Lauren Ware last week. Um because it's summer, my story probably won't run till next week. Um, but uh, we'll give you a little bit of a preview in case people don't know. In the spring, she actually uh, practiced with the volleyball team. And remember when she came in? she Top came 50 in, volleyball player nationally. Right. And she was going to play uh, both sports. And that's why she came to Arizona, because... Coach Dave Rubio and Coach Adia Barnes would work together to work out her schedule so she could play both sports. Well, the pandemic happened and uh, volleyball was going to play in the spring, same time as basketball. She decided to focus on just play basketball her freshman year. Then last year, she played with Team USA and won a gold medal in the summer. So then they decided that it was best for her just to play basketball. So she had this question mark about, can I still play volleyball? What's it going to be like? So she spent a little time with the team and she decided that it's basketball. Right. right. So right. now she's come back and it's, it's almost like she's, recommitting to basketball she's been there all summer developing 
you know, the player development, individual skills with Coach Adia Barnes and Coach Salvo Copa. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, she's taken a jump. And we're only at the end, you know, beginning of July. She's got two more months. She's going to take another jump. She's going to be, she's, you know, her ceiling is pretty unlimited. We have not seen the best out of Lauren Ware. And I think she's going to take a huge junior jump this season. And so watch out for her because she's, she's going to take that jump. Well, you said last time, too, you said, you know, listen, I expect Maya Najee to be great here, you said, but the people that are forgetting about Lauren Ware right here, don't forget, because this is a young lady with a lot of talent, came in very highly regarded as well. And like you said, too, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to click. But I remember that last time you saying, though, that don't sleep on Lauren Ware at all here. Right. And, you know, even Adia Barnes said, you know, she didn't play her either sport. Uh, basketball or volleyball in her senior year because she tore her ACL mm-hmm. and she came back and Adia Barnes said, I've torn my ACL and they can tell you that it takes eight months or a year or whatever. She goes, but it really takes two years. Right. So it's been two years. Let's mm-hmm. see what, what Lauren Ware is going to do now. Okay. So we got, we got three transfers coming in here and multiple people have the same. So, and I think there's this kind of misnomer that, well, you got Jade come in and she averaged 17. You got Lauren come in. She averaged 15. Uh, Esmeri averaged 11 or 12. So we're adding, you know, 40 points per game or whatever. That's, they're not coming from a program though, like Arizona. I mean, they're coming to a program like Arizona. So I always caution people. I wouldn't necessarily expect those same kind of statistical impacts just because they're going to be playing on a better team now. Right. You know, um, Jade played in the PAC 12. So Mm -hmm. she knows PAC 12 inside and out. Right. The only difference is that she was on a team where it was called upon her to basically do all the scoring. She did that against Arizona. That's for sure. Yeah. Now she's a bucket. So let's Mm -hmm. just call it out. She's a Mm -hmm. walking bucket Mm -hmm. and she will, but she's got to fit into Everything else that is Arizona has going on, you've got Shana Pellington, you've got Lauren Ware and Kate Reese, and you've got Helena Poyo and Maddie Connor. Plus, you've got the others coming in. So it's a matter of her taking her game and fitting it into whatever what what, what the scheme is that Adia Barnes has on offense this year, and making it work. So she's not going to come in here and average the 17 points. She might. I mean, we don't know. But it all depends on how Adia Barnes wants her offense to run. And it's the same thing with the other two. Now, the other two didn't play in the Pac-12. So there's going to be an adjustment. So besides adjusting to Adia Barnes' scheme offensively and defensively, so that's one thing, they also have to do – adjust to the conference and it's different than the conference they came from. Mm -hmm. So that takes a while. I mean, when you look back at the transfers take out last year, but when you look back at like Trinity Baptiste, it took her till PAC 12 started really to get to understand it. And then she was fine. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, Um, the others it just it takes a little bit so they may come in 
And in the non-conference, they could shine. And there may be no adjustment period for these two, for right. these three, or you know. But right. you don't know, you know. Give you don't them- know until it, you don't know until it happens. I mean, these right. they can obviously all three play. First of all, Adia Barnes, when she's looking to revamp her roster, she's not looking to bring in roster filler. She's looking to bring in players that can play, and they all have unique little skill sets. I mean, like you talked about, Jade is the. I mean, you need to start coining that in your column. Just call her Bucket. I mean, <laughs> but then you look at it, uh, Fields putting up 15 a game in the Big 12. You know, you're looking for you're looking for points right there. I find Martinez to be very interesting right here in all of this because she's 12 and eight last year, but she's pretty athletic. She's long. She's very tall, and she's always and Adia's always kind of had that jack of all trades defender or somebody that can switch out a little bit on offense, maybe guard a little bit defensively. And I'm curious if she kind of slides into that role because she's got those physical characteristics. I think so. You know, her big thing is, I, I talked to her, you know, it's rebounding. And she loves to score. Everybody loves to score, right? Right. Um, but she's got a nose for the ball. She sort of knows where it's going to go. It's just a talent that she has. Um, and so I think that she's going to be – one of the top rebounders on the team this year. And she's got bounce to her. Mm-hmm. That was what also stuck out. She can get off the ground for sure. Yeah. And and she's got all those, you know, the long arms and all of that. Um, so she's going to be um, fun to watch. I also think that, you know, um, I think that the post group is mm-hmm. taking a huge jump. No doubt. Sure. So they're going to look a lot different than they have in the past, um, which will be fun. So it'll be a combination of the best of the best. Um, And, and, you know, while I'm saying that we need to give these players a little bit of time to adjust. The other nice thing about that is that that they're here for summer development. Yes. Which is like another half year. Right. Remember, it's been like three years. So last year they didn't have the full summer because Adia Barnes was uh, in Puerto Rico with Team USA. And the year before was the pandemic. So we're looking at three years. Now, this is when they really develop. And maybe that chemistry really starts to build, I believe, now. And you can already see it with some of their posts of like, they're already doing TikToks together and all kinds of stuff. And they're in the gym on their own. So you see like, you know, Esmeri and Maya and well, you always see Maddie in the gym. Yeah. She's posting it, but you're seeing a lot of these players in the gym on their own time, which is great. So I think that all of that, you know, they may start clicking much earlier in the non-conference and then come conference time, they're just going to roll. Right. Okay. I want to talk to you a little bit about the conference itself as well right there. First, got to pay the bills. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You put it in deposit, you can get $1,000 in free plays. PJ is a big Chicago Cubs fan right there. So you know what? If you First of all, you should be following PJ on Twitter. If you're not, it's PJ Brown 9 And to get all of the best content, but you know what? She also has good taste in teams right there, Chicago Cubs. So you know what? If you like PJ, put in some money, 21 and up, Arizona only. You got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Um, PJ, let me ask you, though, what do you – with all the talk about conference realignment, 
for you, you get to cover the bet the one of the best teams in the country in the best conference for women's college basketball. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think that there's probably a close second. I think it's it's yeah. pretty much it's packed one. Right. Even now, last year when people thought was a down year, they still put like six teams in the you know or whatever in the NCAA tournament. So really, right? I know. And Stanford ended up, you know, right in there at the end. So again, so I think listen, Arizona basketball under Adia Barnes is going to be just fine. As long as Adia Barnes is here, Arizona is going to be just fine. But there'd be something sad about leaving the pack just because it's kind of a, a you know, a steel sharpened steel type situation here. And that when Arizona gets into the NCAA tournament, there's nothing they haven't seen. There's no talent that they haven't seen. And that would be something that I think would be, again, Arizona's going to be fine, but they're really battle-tested by the time they hit the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. I mean, when you're in the Pac-12, you can't overlook any team, even, you know, the Washingtons and the, I mean, the Washington States. Right. Well, Washington State's better, but Washington right now isn't that good, or Cal. But they can sneak up and surprise people and they're competitive each time out. It's just that it's like that thing in the, like with Adia's six win season, they just didn't know how to win. Right. right. So you can't right. just push a team at the end where the better team, you know, may play close. Right. And then at the end, they just like, we know how to finish. Right. Yeah. And they win. So, um, but yeah, game in and game out, it's tough. And so they are totally ready when NCAAs uh, come around. So it's going to be tough when they, it, when and if they have to leave, um, you know. And but I will say that you know, for non-conference, the Dia always schedules. It's really hard for her to schedule, but she always schedules teams. While it might not be, you know, South Carolina or UConn, they they are teams that challenge them in different right. ways. Right. And even if they run through and go undefeated, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that, you know, maybe she plays somebody that plays five guards, right? Because that's who she's going to play right. in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. It's about getting you familiar with what you're about to face. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I agree with you that it doesn't matter where, what conference Arizona ends up in, that um, this women's basketball team will be fine. It's, you know, they may not have the strength of conference schedule. They may only have like three teams or two teams that, a couple teams that really challenge them at a level that's Stanford, Oregon, and Oregon State-like, or even UCLA-like, you know. Um, But um, in the end, they'll be fine because, you know, they're going to be a top program no matter what. And and actually, maybe it makes it, uh, dare I say, easier to win the conference because maybe it's only – one real or two real teams that they got to play as opposed to Stanford every year is going to win. And plus who doesn't like looking at like a 30 and three record going into the NCAA tournament. I don't think that's anything that uh, we will object to, but 
All right, PJ, before we bounce, tell everybody what you're up to right now. I know you got a column coming out. you got a little bit of vacation as well, but where can they find you? And also have the Wildcaster if you don't, but PJ, fill them all in. Sure. You can follow me on Twitter at PJBrown09. And obviously the Wildcaster has all my stories and Tucson.com. Wildcaster is mm -hmm. free, so download it. You can catch me. You can find Michael Lev and Bruce Pascoe. Everything's free on there. Um, and so you can follow all your favorite U of A sports. Right. And I wanted to give a big shout out. He's probably not listening, but Alec White moving on to bigger, you know, big things right there. Alec, you get to work with him. Alec's one of the coolest dudes you'll ever come across. Uh, privileged to get privileged to know him these last four or five years. Absolutely. We're all going to miss Alec, but, uh, he's going to the NFL. Right. So I was going to say, bills. I told him when I saw him a couple weeks ago, remember the little people here. But PJ, as always, you are the absolute best. You enjoy you enjoy your vacation. And again, um, can't thank you enough for all the knowledge you dispense. Oh, thanks, Mike. We'll be talking to you in a few weeks, I'm sure. For sure. All right, PJ, you have a great one. And everyone out there, thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm -hmm.